What you want? What you want? What you want is what I got. Radio Free Geno. Welcome to your new world. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. I am your host, Radio Free G, and this is episode 42 of your new favorite podcast, coming to you from the Badlands, just outside of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, the Big Smoke. And this episode, we are going to talk about a couple of things. Number one, I want to send out a big thank you to the person that provides pretty much most of the theme music that you hear throughout all the past episodes of Radio Free G and that awesome bumper music that we have at the front of the show. It goes out to Incompetech. I ask everyone to please go to this website, check it out. For royalty-free music, it cannot be beat. I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C dot com. Links are up at the website at radiofreeg.blogspot.com. We're going to talk about, number one, an article from the Globe and Mail. Uh, I believe it was either uh, the 16th or the 17th of October, where it talks about the new Michael Jackson song. And by new, well, you'll hear what I have to say about that when we get to it. I'm not going to comment on the quality of the song, just so much the fact that there is a new song. This is not something that he worked on while he was still alive and kicking and amongst the living. No, no, friends. Listenership, this song was put together after he died. You probably know where I'm going with this. And I also have another song that I'm going to be playing from the band that we spotlighted in episode 41, uh, called I Am 3. Now, I'll say a little bit more about that when I get to playing the song. In general, the long-time members of the listenership will know that uh, one of my passions is discovering new music. So we've taken it upon ourselves here at the podcast to go out there and put this show out as a forum for anyone who wants to get their music played. Um, you can send in your songs send them into radiofreeg at gmail.com, send them in mp3 format, because Lord knows I'm not going to go through the trouble of converting if you send me something weird like Flack or Aug or whatever the new flavor of the month is. mp3 is fine, it's going out over podcasts, it doesn't have to have all the highs highs and the lows lows. You know, we can strip all that out, put it in a small package and get it into people's hands so that they can hear it. If it's a good song, people will hear it and they will enjoy it and then they will seek it out. So we're having the this podcast here go out and be a searcher for new music. I'm turning it around, though, like they did in that one Star Trek Next Generation episode, where people lived on a certain planet. Instead of going out and exploring, they brought other people to them. I'm sure fans of TNG will remember the episode. Data was overtaken by this uh, uh, thing, and then he started putting the Enterprise on its own course to come to this new planet. Nobody knew what was going on. They thought he all went crazy. And then after, there was a, just a giant head on the bridge of the Enterprise. That's besides the point, though. This show is going to be about getting music out to people. So you can send in your songs, and I will give you all sorts of publicity on the webpage, where people can go, and if, if you go and look up the uh, posting for episode 41, you will see that uh, all of IM3's con- uh, contact information is available on the website. So we have the manager's information if you want to call for bookings. We have links to all of their all of their songs, links to their web pages, anything and everything you can possibly imagine, and that's one other avenue for you to reach people through the Radio Free G podcast. If you're an indie band, if you're a struggling band, even if you're someone who has music that just hasn't broken in North America yet, 
there's one person that I've already got lined up. I have a song from them. It took me quite a while to find it because they haven't broken in North America. I came across their music purely by accident, managed to find one single, and I'm going to be playing that for you in episode 43. But we are jumping the gun a little bit here. Before I get to how enraged I became when I read this Globe and Mail article about artists producing things after they died in some magical way, uh, I want to just comment very quickly upon how indie bands can use the resource that is Radio Free G. We're not just a website. We're not just a podcast. We are an entire spectrum of contact information avenues and opportunities. We have, of course, the website, radiofreeg.blogspot.com, where people can go see you, hear you, get links to your particular band sites, and emails, of course. Um, we have the podcast, which goes out. So it's not only people going to the website that will stumble across you. As we grow and as we become more popular, as the word gets out there, the podcast is spread around. Like an STD on the internet. It goes from person to person. From band to band. From listener to listener to listener. I'm really a big fan of iTunes for all the problems that it has. As a podcast aggregator, it is second to none. We've got to get the word out there. We've got to get the hits up. We have to get the popularity up. And have it show up in more related search terms when we get to iTunes. Get people to subscribe. As I say at the end of every episode, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. When you send in your music, make sure you help out. And, you know, of course, send links back to me too. It's all one giant exchange to get your music heard. And, of course, we also have something that most people think, still think, after 41, now 42 episodes, most people still think that it is, it, it is a joke and they are scared to use it and harness its awesome power. We have the toll-free, across North America, G-Band line. That's one 49 g band one 888 That is where you, as an indie band, can call in. That is where you, as a fan, can call in. Leave a, a short message, which I will then take and use it within the podcast. So you can, if you are a fan of a band... You call in, you say, I really like this band, blah, 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 give all the information, send me the MP3, and you can introduce that song yourself in the show. If you are an indie band, it's another way for people to hear you. Listening to a song is great, but when they get to hear your words, you do a group call in, just get the mouthpiece of the band to call in, doesn't matter. When there is something personal above and beyond the song itself, and it gives people something to latch on to. They can hear the passion in your voice. People always say, even when, you're, even when you're on the radio, to smile because it comes through the airwaves. It travels and comes out of the speakers and it hits the other person who's listening smack in the face. They can tell when someone wants to be doing this. They can tell from the voice the passion and the body that's on the other side of the microphone that that person wants to be there. They can feel it. So I urge you, all of you, please, take advantage of this resource. Again, toll-free across North America. It costs you nothing. one 888 Now, of course, I don't like to do this, but I have to because it's some business that has to be taken care of every single show. When you call the G-Band line, 
course, you don't pay, but I pay. So, you know, there's a couple of expenses that are inherent in producing a show like this. Even, even modest expenses, but they still have to be paid. So if you head to the website at radiofreegy.blogspot.com, you will see a donate button and you will see a subscribe button. I urge you, please, click on both. Give until it hurts. Give until you can't give any... No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to give that much. But, you know, a couple bucks here, a couple bucks there. It's only to defray the costs of putting this show out. And, you know, what, what, what does it cost, really? It's not that much, but it would be nice if the show began to cover itself. Uh, one of the goals that I had when I started this podcast was to have it become self-referential and that it would have it would generate its own content. That's happening with the blog, with the comments that come on, uh, uh, with with people calling into the G band in the past to either suggest show topics or respond. And I put those in prior episodes. Now the goal is to have it be self-sufficient, money-wise, and it's v- it's very very modest, but still, gotta have goals. You know, you gotta have something to reach for. You gotta you gotta strive for that brass ring. And right now, that brass ring is having some donations come in. That's the model. I mean, you know, I'm not going to stand up here and have advertising all over the site. There is some, but, I mean, I don't plan on that paying for anything. That's just, you know, to have it. Because it's almost as if you... It's almost that if you don't have some sort of advertising on your site anymore, um, people start to become suspect of that site. So it doesn't really blend in with the whole feeling of surfing the internet, going from site to site, link to link. Topic for another show. I'm not going to get into that right now. Maybe I'll touch on that in episode 43. For right now, though, Indie Bands, the call is going out. It started th- It started with a trickle with IM3. But I have, like I said, I have some other submissions, and maybe one day I put out a show that's all songs. That's goal number three right now. Put out a 30-minute podcast that's all new music and give those other so-called new music people and podcasts a run for their money. So, before we start talking about Mr. Jackson and his seemingly impossible song that's filtering from the grave into the airwaves of the living, I'm going to play you a short liner for the G-Band line because I really, really want people to use it. As soon as it's done, back on the other side, we'll start talking about this whole creating music after you're dead and leaving a legacy for your sycophants to try and rape and squeeze that last ounce of life-giving juice that they couldn't take from you while you were living. So you think I'm full of shit? You think you could do any better? Got a comment, question, idea? Send it along to one 494 2263 That's 1-888-49-G-BED. Available toll-free across North America. Call the G-Band and make your opinion count. Call 1-888-494-2263 now. Alrighty tidy, let's get to what we've come here to discuss, and that is an article from the Globe and Mail written by Russell Smith, and it is from Friday, October 16th, 2009. Title, Michael Jackson's voice will go on and on. Subtitle. Michael Jackson, J.R.R. Tolkien, Tupac Shakur, 
All three are gone, but thanks to remixing and reimagining, they've joined the realm of immortal virtual people. We've all seen something like this happen before. Uh, the most well, craziest example was when they had Fred Astaire dancing to sell vacuums. And it seemed like, you know, something that, that was going to be a passing fad. Um, and to a certain extent, it pretty much turned out to be exactly that. Uh, there, was a, there was a stretch there where they were bringing back dead celebrities left, right, and center, uh, using some visual voodoo, and trying to trick you into thinking that this person actually was endorsing a product. So it was Fred Astaire endorsing vacuums, and Marilyn Monroe endorsing home pregnancy test kits, and uh, John Wayne endorsing rifles. Or, well, I mean, maybe he didn't, but still, if they made you know, commercials for... That's actually I should be quiet because my ideas have been stolen in the past, so I don't want to give anyone any more ideas and restart this hideous trend. That was the genesis of this phenomena where someone from the dead would communicate to those of us who are still amongst the living. It was very crude when it first started out. Now it's become an art and a science unto itself, and people are making money left, right, and center off of this. One of the items that's listed in the article, uh, and I encourage everyone to go check it out, of course, links will be up, radiofreeg.blogspot.com. You can get right to that article on the Global Mail website for as long as they keep it there. Some facts from the article. Michael Jackson has a new song out entitled, This Is It. Now, originally, that song was written by Paul Anka, uh, or at least maybe not written 100%, but I know he had a huge hand in it. Uh, people seem to have forgotten that. And when it first came out, uh, Mr. Anka had to go and, and sue for it, but I think he realized, no, there was just a mistake because the song was so old. How old was it? It was so old. No, there's no joke here. It was so old that it was actually given to another performer in the 1980s, or the early 1980s, and it was released by them. And it was such a smashing success that everybody forgot about it, and no one cared. Now... This Michael Jackson song, of course, called This Is It, uh, it came out and it was released posthumously uh, to go along with the, movie, with the movie that came out of his final concert, the rehearsal footage, the movie that's not a movie, accompanied by a song that was never really a song. So we have rehearsal footage of his supposedly comeback concerts at, uh, at the, uh, I think it's the O2 Arena uh, in London, 50 sold-out shows. So they have footage of him rehearsing, uh, and they cobbled it together and tried to put some sort of narrative to it, and not make it look like just some random National Geographic documentary of something out there in, in the wild. They have this movie that's not a movie being used to shill a song that's not a song. Why is it not a song? Michael Jackson never actually recorded this song. There are some vocal pieces that he put down where he sort of, you know, given that he was a gifted performer in some respects, he went out and he sung these lyrics somewhere, maybe with just a piano backing. Who knows? But there is tape available of this. So then other people came along, and they layered all the music underneath it, put all the background vocals into it, fleshed it out, and made it a three-minute pop song. This is a song that was never meant to be released, Maybe it wasn't good enough to be released, but with all the hype around it being Michael Jackson's last song, which it won't be, you can mark my words on that, it won't be his last new song. How do we know that? Why? Because this is trick has already been pulled, and it's been perfected by my friend and yours, Tupac Shakur.
I'm sure that most of the people listening to this podcast, because I try and go for the intelligence sector of the human race, um, have also seen the Dave Chappelle show before it went off the air. Well, actually, it was never... I mean, it did go off the air, but not because it wasn't successful. It was because Dave Chappelle just had some sort of breakdown and didn't want to do it anymore, which I don't understand. Again, topic for another show. Dave Chappelle went through and he, he sort of made it seem as if Tupac was still alive. That's how he's able to put out all this music after he died. How many albums did he put out after he died, you ask? He has, so far, and I say so far because I don't think that this is coming to an end either, he has so far released eight posthumous CDs. Now think about that for a second. Eight CDs is what many, many, many people in the music industry would call a successful career. There's bands that have more than eight CDs out there that no one's ever even heard of. Tupac has eight CDs out there that he put out after he died. Why? Because it's hip-hop music. And hip-hop music is the easiest music in the world to produce. It's all freestyle rap. You have a hook from somebody else who comes in to sing. You have three or four people do guest spots on your song. Everyone tells you the name of their crew, their name, the city they grew up in, what year it is, what's their favorite dessert, and uh, how many toilets they have in their bathroom. They say their piece, call women some derogatory names, there's a fat bass line, or something crazy where it's little children singing and the music is all sped up and distorted. There you have a song. 30 seconds of effort off the top of your head, and suddenly you're on Cribs. So it's not surprising to me that this music was put out after his death. Now, it's not just for the denizens of of rap music and hip-hop and the hip-hop lifestyle and whatever all that gobbledygook marketers try to throw at you when really it's just rap music. Um, J.R.R. Tolkien, the man who wrote possibly the most boring trilogy of books ever in the history of writing, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I don't include The Hobbit because I read The Hobbit and I found it to be just a fantastic children's book. But Lord of the Rings, good golly, Miss Molly. Uh, as, as, a, as a friend of mine, Junior, says, the whole book is people walking to some place. That's all it is. They're walking over here, then they're walking over there. Then they have a discussion about where they're going to walk to tomorrow, and they tell people about the walk they just had and where they came from. And on and on and on. And, you know, 3,000 pages later, you have an eyeball on the top of a mountain. Yeah, okay, that's that's, that's great. Um, J.R.R. Tolkien, who, of course, b- by many people, is it's it's considered literature. <laughs> Go figure. Um, his son... Okay, let me get this straight, because I don't want to confuse you with the syntax. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien died in the 70s. And he's released two books, posthumously. Uh, his son as mentioned in the Global Mail article, has gone through and edited, in air quotes, and reimagined, in air quotes, some bridging passages for work that his father was working on as they were putting the books together. So these are not Tolkien books. They have his son's name on them as much as anything else. Even if it's 99% Tolkien that put it together, and his son wrote the word and then they walked to 
bang to bridge one 600-page novel to another 600-page novel. It's not the work of the author. Who knows if he would have even chosen to have it published? Who knows if he would have written it and said, ah, you know what, this is not up to my snuff. Garbage. And it's been done. People who have that sort of passion, who have that sort of dedication to their work, are not afraid to say, I made a mistake, it's not up to scratch, it's not my vision. Michael Jackson is going to keep on releasing work. Who knows, I mean, for all those years that he was living in the, in the, in the, in the United Arab Emirates with the sheiks, for those years that he was on the run from all his pedophilia charges, for those years where he was living like a freak and thinking of making a, an amusement park dedicated to his own greatness in Poland of all places, we forget his heyday was the 1980s. In the 90s, he went away to nothing. In the new millennium, he went away to nothing. He went from shunning the, the press and writing songs about them called Just Leave Me Alone and uh, having this cone of silence around him and wearing veils on his children and all this. He went from that to when he released that, that abomination of a comeback album the first time where he went to Sony Music and started calling the, the, the leaders of Sony Music the devil and all this stuff. He went from that to actually going out on the street and protesting, getting his face out there, doing all sorts of interviews. The famous interview that he did with the English journalist, um, I think the journalist's name was uh, Martin Bashir, where he, he took on all of his detractors, started telling about having children sleep in his bed, giving them Jesus juice, and all this kind of weird shit where you realize, man, how does this guy walk the streets? This will not be the last song that is put out. This Is It is not. I'll tell you that right now. There's going to be CD after CD after CD coming out with Michael Jackson material on it. Um, they've done this with... Well, I was going to say they've done this with Elvis too, but they haven't really done this with Elvis. Uh, they, they, no one's really gone into the vaults and released any of this material about Elvis, although they do have a, a pretty awesome show that I would pay to go see, and I know I'm probably going against what I'm saying here now, but I would pay to see this, where everyone in his original band, uh, they, they go on stage and they play all the music, and they sync up concert footage of Elvis from, you know, back in the day, right, when he's, you know, got the big jumpsuits on and everything, and this, like, you know, the, 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 the fucking... Vegas Elvis, the caricature, the cartoon, right? They put that up on stage, and they sync the music to his lyrics. So you have, so you, so you do have the feeling of live music. You have the experience of live music, and then you have Elvis up there on the big screen. And for most of us, you know, you go to a U2 concert or something. If you're sitting at the back of the auditorium, you're really just looking at what's at the screen anyway. Everyone else is just a dot on stage, right? So for most of the people in the arena, they can't tell the difference anyway. And they and he's got you know his ten-piece backup band, his 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 uh, his choir, um, all the musicians that went around with him. They play the music and da 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 da. And then you see Elvis, and they intersplice all these things where he's interacting with the crowd, and they get people to work it. It's just it looks really cool. I actually bought a DVD of it, and it's it's it's. I mean I don't know if if I got the chance to see that live, I think I would go. Again, I'm uh, rambling a little bit here. But that's besides the point. The point is, how do we know, and this is something that we're, we're really big on here, 
at Radio Free G. How do we know that this would have ever passed the test of the artist if they are an authentic artist of being released by them and meant for consumption? What's to say that someone else can't come along and simply sing in the Michael Jackson style and then have 20 producers go at it, have a big musical orgy and see what comes out the other side? Is that a Michael Jackson song? I don't know if it's done in his style, the same way that Tolkien's kid put together passages in the style of his father to produce these two books in, in I think, since 2007. One definitely came out in 2007. How do we know that all these Tupac songs are really Tupac? How do we know there's not, uh, you know, with all the uh, uh, audio tools and, and really miraculous software that's available right now? Look at, look at T-Pain and the auto-tune software. He started a whole movement with that. How do we know that some of the Tupac stuff is not just, you know, uh, something some guy happened to record by accident through a wall uh, recording in the other studio and they punched it up and... and, 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 uh, and you know, massaged it and called 20 of the hood rats from the corner to come in and get their big break on a Tupac song. And they all came in and did their 30 seconds of, of, uh, well, rhyming is, you know, when you apply it to that, it's not even, like, that's giving it too much credit. But, you know, they, like, they came in and they did this. And it, it's, it's an industry. It keeps people in business. You know, there's guys who have to go out there and make the CD cover. There's guys who have to produce these tracks after. There's guys that have to go out there and sell it. There's PR people. There's guys at the record label who are getting kickbacks on all this stuff. It's an industry unto itself. The dead celebrity industry. I don't like it. These people are dead. Let them stay dead. There's only one guy, as far as I know, who died and came back. So, you know, I don't want to get off on a, on a tangent here and, and start railing against these people because everyone's got to eat. Everyone's got a mortgage to pay. If you don't, fuck you because I got one. And I hate you because you don't have one. But everyone's got to do what they have to do to get through in life. But all of that effort, why is it not being put into original material? Think of all the guys who are slaving away right now in the underground bunker. Like, in so, like something from a Stanley Kubrick film where there's a general, uh, some sort of music general barking out orders saying, we need another two Michael Jackson songs by next, by next month. Think of all the effort that's going in and being put into essentially bringing the dead to life. The dead who already had their time. The dead who already made their mark. All those resources are being taken away from those who are living. We're feeding the dead and starving the living. There are bands out there, bands such as I Am 3. No matter what you think, when I play their song later on, you may love it, you may hate it, but it's something new and it's something that's growing. There's more music to come from I Am 3 that is I Am 3 music. Why do we waste time on on resurrecting something that had its moment and passed. Michael Jackson is yesterday's news. You may not believe it with all the play that he gets on the 24-hour news channels, but he is yesterday's news. He was here, we experienced it, it's time to move on. Like all the rejects that went and, and went to Woodstock 94, 
why would you bother going to something called Woodstock 94? And there were a lot of great bands that were there. But why would 400,000 people go to that, to that mud pit again? Woodstock was of a time and of a place. It had its time. It was in its place, and now it's over. Let's start making new memories. And let's start making them right after I play you a one-shot. And we'll get into the new track that I have for you from IM3. You're in the hospital, surrounded by family and friends. And even the doctor starts to cry. You know you're screwed. You're listening to Radio Free G. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen of the listenership. Thank you very much for uh, letting me into your ears with episode 42 of Radio Free G. I want to say uh, thank you to everyone that's made this episode possible. Lobin Mail for uh, posting up the article and allowing me to link to it. And Compatech for providing all the royalty-free music that you hear on the ins and outs. Um, to IM3 uh, for uh, sending me the song that I'm going to play for you in all of 20 seconds as soon as I finish uh, thanking people and doing the big sign-off. And, of course, putting in that last plug, everyone out there who's listening, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. Go to RadioFreeG.blogspot.com. You can check out all the links for this and all the past shows. Get all the past episodes. You'll see the Donate button. I've gone over that. I won't whore myself out anymore. You'll see the big Subscribe button for iTunes or, of course, any other podcatcher of your choice. But I, I encourage you to use iTunes. We're the most eyeballs. We'll see your choice, and it'll be reflected in the popularity. I ask you all, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Let's get to the vitals on I Am 3. I Am 3 is the band. The song I'm going to play for you is called Older. The CD is It's Never Too Late Except When It Is. Their contact information, www.myspace.com slash je suis trois. That's J-E-S-U-I-S-T-R-O-I-S. That has all of their information, as well as if you head to uh, my website, all the links are there under episode 41. Uh, you can get the other song that they submitted called Not Sick of Summer. That was in episode number 41. I am three. They are the first ones that have started this. I hope to get many more submissions in the future. Um, again, it call the G-Band line, introduce the music that you love to the world. one 494 2263 toll-free across North America, one 49 G-Band. So, without further ado, here is IM3 with Older. Catch you again next time on the G-Band. End transmission. I'm getting older